0: What's going on, movie lovers, cinephiles, Oscar buzzers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cinemates Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Jose Collins, and joined with me today is, as
1: always, Jake Schultz. Hola. Uh, we are recording this, again, nearly midnight, mates. Almost an hour of technical difficulties. Yeah, a little We're- tough
0: startup for, uh, for the first time in a little long time, I'd say.
1: Took a break. After we recorded our two biggest episodes, and biggest for a reason, going off on a different platform as well, we are uh, TikTok viral officially.
0: Is that? Would you count that as viral?
1: Uh, 350,000 and over 10K likes. I feel like that's pretty viral for a movie.
0: Or 12, I think, almost last time I checked. uh, So we've
1: been checking this for like a day (laughs) now, and I feel like every time I pick up my phone, we have 100 new likes in like 10 minutes, every single time. It's kind of crazy. This is kind of the first time we've had this happen to us yeah uh,
0: pretty cool pretty pretty cool i have had uh other things go over a million on tiktok okay well, <laughs> you, well i'm
1: talking about us all right yes. it's well, a cool uh, moment us. for us talking well, about us. the cool. zone of interest out of I, I, all I know. movies it's a very
0: odd clip to to be the one and thank you to the two people who started arguing <laughs> about movies and that i think the comments really gave it a a big boost there uh but yeah we say odd that video
1: but he's still arguing yeah,
0: I saw that. He's still, <laughs> he still- has not
1: stopped. He's still going at he it. He is still going, but thank you, everyone, yeah, for thanks, the support.
0: Thanks for all the love uh, on, on the TikTok platform, and uh, some new followers, too, to the podcast yeah. from that TikTok We've got show.
1: 15 more followers wow. on here listening to us, so hey. Thank you, th- you guys thank you so, so much. much
0: for joining us. Uh, if you're new here, we love to talk about movies. We do a lot of reviews. Uh, we do a lot of reactions. We like to talk about news, things that are coming out, and uh, most notable news this week was obviously the Oscar nomination, so- uh, uh, big controversies online, a lot of fights, a lot of uh, congratulatory th- greatness. Like, um, this is, to be fair, I think one of the most packed Best Picture Oscar nominations I have seen uh, nearly ever.
1: Yeah, that's where I was going to start was that I think this is the best, best picture lineup I've seen in years.
0: I think it might be the best. They always,
1: personally. always end up getting it wrong. And I think <laughs> these 10 films are just consensus, like tremendous films. Even Past Lives getting in with just two nominations, pulling a women talking from last year. I was a little worried when it didn't get in to actress or director, but then when I saw it in there, I was like, no, this is the 10 that everyone was predicting the entire year. Yeah, For the past couple of months, they did it. They they na- they nailed the 10, and I, I'm ha- I'm happy with it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great 10. Um, your Spider-Man's not there. No, it was on the uh, outside. It was. Uh, So I I, I do keep an ear to the ground, especially with the Oscars. I follow all the betting trends, and I I pay attention to a lot of the the people in the Academy, technically. Um, And so I have been following this for a very long time. One of my favorite things about Oscars is obviously celebrity culture, and my personal favorite thing about it is the campaigns that a lot of these movies do. So they're not necessarily a lot of surprising things. Um, There are a couple. Uh, Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, is a big uh, miss. Uh, People were very devastated by that. Uh, yeah,
1: but also Coleman Domingo, it's like his time to start getting flowers.
0: Yes, uh and it sucks because the movie's not very good, but this it does seem like a legacy put put him in there.
1: This feels like this is going to be the start of him p- popping off because yeah,
0: he just got the Michael Jackson Father role. Yes, he in did. The biography, so At tiff, something with that.
1: There is a film that debuted called Sing Sing that got picked up by A24 that got tremendous reviews and they're so confident in it that they're pushing it to the window of the fall this year to give Coleman Domingo a chance at another Academy Award. like Him sneaking in here for Rustin is surprising, but also like he has a chance of going back-to-back now two years in a row because of that. I haven't seen Rustin, so I can't really speak for that, but I've always liked him. I liked him in Euphoria. He's he's,
0: he's very good in the movie. The movie itself is just... Not very good. I watched it this week, actually, because after I saw that that came out, I wanted to go take a peek at it. Uh, the movie's very one-dimensional. Not necessarily a great flick, but he does do a pretty stand-up performance. Like he, he is very good. I still, I think personally, I would have put Leo in there, but Leo was on the cusp, and it did seem like uh, he, uh, Coleman Domingo, was going to, to get that final spot. Yeah. Uh, but there are there are a couple surprises here, um, and I I, do, I would like to reiterate. I keep this ten toes to the ground, guys. I, I am focused on this all through the campaigns uh two big surprises where mark ruffalo was on the edge and it did not seem like he was actually going to get it I'm very happy he got it because i think he is tremendous in that movie regardless of my feelings towards poor things mark ruffalo did make a move uh and he is in the actor for supporting role and uh one of the weirder 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 ones uh was america ferrera was also in the same conversation she was just basically on the cusp um, and they didn't really know if they were going to put her in or not. It, it didn't seem like it was going that way. Uh, and I think the bigger shot the biggest shock about that—is, well, why would you put her in and not Margot Robbie or Greta Gerwig for director, right? So it, it just because she got that, it seems a little weird that the other two didn't. So I, that's a, that one's a little confusing for me. But she does, she does do great in that movie. I think she's more of a tool for for the rest of the movie rather than a, a great character. But the speech—I mean, the speech—is like one of the best parts of the movie. One of the best monologues I think we've had in in recent movie history so congratulations to America Ferrer she's an incredible actress uh but yeah I I mean you could be very mad and you could be very upset about the the Barbie stuff uh but you know I think this is really really strong year for our for the Oscars
1: and like here here's kind of my it's not really an issue it's kind of more of like a small quarry is that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie are still nominated Greta Gerwig is nominated for screenplay and Margot Robbie is nominated in Best Picture. I, I understand that, yeah, it's not for the main categories of director or actress, but to look at these other categories, especially director and how stacked that is in general for two films getting in that I was shocked that both actually got love, Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall yeah. and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of yeah. Interest. like, These are two... International films getting in for Best Director. Normally, the Academy sprinkles in one every year. This has been a tread since COVID. They go one international film. They went two, and that is where Greta Gerwig got the slice from. I get it. She, the movie is made off her back and Margot Robbie's back, but they're still nominated in different sections of it. And if there was areas for them to miss out on, I feel like that those are the categories to miss out on because some other performances that got in there for actors as well. Like, I'm happy. That I can sit here and say that Sandra Uller got nominated for Anatomy of the yeah. Fall oh, because that's something that might not have happened. Annette Benning, no, that one I'm yeah. not happy about. Annette Benning should not have got nominated because this is yeah. always she, the she issue she just with yelling the Academy. At swimmers in that one. This is just what the Academy does. Is Annette Benning. So yeah. yeah, Margot Robbie probably should have got in, but these other performances like Lily Gladstone, Sandra Uller, Carrie Mulligan, Emma Stone, like those are tremendous performances.
0: I, I would have taken out
1: of that one. That'd yeah, be, you're alone on that one though. I love
0: I'm really not. It did not seem like that. And I understand. I you, thought
1: she was she was going to get snubbed, to be honest. I,
0: she's super miscast. And I don't want to bring this up again. I understand you're <laughs> an Emma Stone fan, so you're okay with you know white people taking roles that they probably shouldn't be taking. But like that role, I mean, come on. A little ridiculous. Big shot there, by the way. Take that. Yeah, whatever that what? Hawaiian movie was that she was a Hawaiian person. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: I was like, what are you talking about for first that Aloha movie that she yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. I was like, are you talking about poor things? I was like, what? What are you? Do? I, I got, I got it's the connection. Ter- now. Yeah,
0: that's 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 a really really weird one, but I have to say I love a campaign and Maestro campaigned the heck out of that. Netflix put all their money into uh, trying to get Maestro up in here, so. That's not surprising. She also was on the edge, though. Was Carrie Mulligan or yeah, know, she was. Like yeah, so
1: let's go through these category category though. Let's yeah, break sure. these well, down. Well,
0: first, actually, I want to address what you said about Barbie. Sure.
1: Um, listen,
0: be mad. It's okay to be mad. Well, one, it's fine. But I would like to say this: Barbie, out of all of these movies, and this is what we just talked about. This is one of the strongest years for movies that we'll ever remember. Barbie will be in ten years the most popular movie from this. You're fine. Barbie wins, guys. Barbie was the most gross. Grossing movie of the year, did it beat Mario? Yeah, it did eventually. Yeah, it. Yeah,
1: one point four billion dollars.
0: But it's okay to be mad. You can totally be upset. Go, go attack things online. Be happy, but also you know celebrate the fact that Lily Gladstone is is in here too. There, there's a lot of good things, and the people attacking Barbie saying, "Oh, it's just whatever, yeah, white feminism." It's a movie about a doll. I had an hour ago a dude tell me. Why well, I don't know. I don't get why people are so upset about a movie about a doll. That's exactly why it's okay to be mad. Go be frustrated. Go be angry. It's totally fine. I, I find complete valid. Like go do that. That's completely valid. And and anyone who's saying, oh, well, shut up. It's a movie about a doll. Shut up. Two things can be true, man. You can you can be happy that the Oscars, which is what we're gonna do here. We're gonna celebrate the fact that all this happened. We're gonna talk about a little bit of snubs. You can also be mad that Barbie didn't get in.
1: It's totally fine. And then still got in Best Picture.
0: Yeah, I, but you know, also don't take the silver linings. Be mad, be upset. The, the Barbie is not one of the most p- powerful movies I have ever seen in my entire life, and it should be it should be up there. I thought the directing was better than than Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall, <laughs> uh, but I'm super happy that both those those movies got in there because both of those movies were in our top. Well, besides Zone of Interest, take. wasn't in your top ten, but like both of those movies were in our top ten. Those those movies we loved. Yeah, all ten of these movies, I'd say. I haven't seen um, Past Lives yet, but I'm super excited. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I'm very excited to watch that one. Like okay, it's anything like you, Sam. Super
1: stoked. Let's go through these. Actor in a leading role. We start out with the five. Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Can't believe I actually sat here and said he was going to get snubbed. That was just, I don't know what I was smoking that day. I was very wrong. Yes, I was actually I was when I was editing
0: tired. that TikTok, I had the Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, music at the end and had the odds <laughs> posted up with it. Uh, but yeah, so actually, as, as a big Maestro fan here... Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of reported because I do I do pay attention to this. Uh, people weren't finishing Maestro. <laughs> They couldn't get through it. Wow. Uh, but it had such a great campaign that it really pushed it over the way. But my show, I think, my, is probably going to get snubbed in basically everything here because it doesn't seem like anybody liked the movie.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to literally pull the last couple years, like Trial of Chicago 7. Netflix just seems to be pulling these movies, The Irishman, that are going to get so overnomed and then just snubbed yeah, every I, single way. He's not winning for Best Actor.
0: No, no. It's definitely going to Kill you Murphy. Uh, it does seem to be headed that way.
1: Uh, Paul Giamatti's picked up a Paul couple of those. Paul Giamatti words. has yeah. had a, he's a, has had a big uh,
0: but But those movies, especially in the Oscars, aren't really in like lead actor or. Those are more like supporting actor, you get those. That's when they give credit to the movies. Also, speaking of Barbie, as long as we're talking about this, supporting actors here.
1: We're on actor and leading role. I know. Okay, okay, man, I'll save we'll it. it save one it, one save one it. One Let's one. get through actor and leading role. Coleman Domingo, he's the number five. He's not winning, but he no, surprised yeah. nomination there. Paul Giamatti, one of the favorites as well. Yep. Kilian Murphy, if not the favorite of this award for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. A lot of first-time nominations in here, which is yeah, pretty super cool to see. Stoked. Uh, Murphy, Jeffrey Wright, Coleman Domingo. It's a really that's a good category for if you like to see some young guys come up. Well, they're not really young, but like Great well-deserved actor in a supporting world. Ooh, I'll try that again. All right, actor in a supporting role. Oh, we haven't done this in three weeks. Okay, give me some time. <laughs> another, really another surprise here: Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. He started popping up towards the end there. But he, I, had, he was surprising to me. I, I feel like he was kind of like a whoa. He came in there yeah. the last second mainly because I was expecting Charles Melton to be there, but he didn't really have the momentum. And Sterling yeah. K. Brown was the thing. I have I've seen American Fiction. I think he's good. I was just kind of surprised so, that he was. Yeah, me nominated. too. But I mean, speaking of the Charles Melton thing, I think Netflix
0: especially after how much love May December is getting right now, especially from the LGBT community and especially from bros. It is a, it is a big bro movie. Like People are are campaigning this. Uh, I think Netflix might regret putting all of their resources into Maestro because May December picked up a ton of steam. And Charles Melton, I was telling you this about like maybe a month or two ago, uh, he was second place when it came to betting odds. And I know odds... Odds, especially guys, if you guys are Oscar betters here, odds do not reflect what the actual Academy thinks. You have to keep, you have to keep your ear to the ground. You have to pay attention to a lot of different things. But Charles Melton was trending. He was almost in negative money. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. So it's very surprising. But Mark Ruffalo was the one who was on the cusp that he did make it in. So, uh, but I mean, Charles Melton, man, I think you've got a great future ahead of you, especially after that performance. And people are going to be campaigning you a lot.
1: Yeah, the rest of them, Robert De Niro-Killers, The Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Mark Ruffalo was kind of just battling his his co-cast there a little bit yeah, there, too. Yeah, a little
0: too. Avengers assemble here.
1: Uh, so <laughs> I'm glad it was Ruffalo that got in, though, Yeah, because I think that he was the better performance.
0: Uh, I don't think Willem Dafoe really had that much steam actually going into this anymore. No,
1: but he was, like, he's very good in the movie, and I would have been fine with either. Mark Ruffalo just is the better
0: yeah, Willem Dafoe was also kind of just being Willem Dafoe. Like he's he's a good actor, he's a good performer, but it wasn't really like a. Yeah, he's got is, some heart in that great, movie, uh, though. This is a great performance. No, but uh, uh, listen, guys, listen to this podcast. I reported Robert Downey Jr. months ago was the favorite to win. We both said that. I took that bet yeah. at minus one fifty, guys. He's at almost minus a thousand here. Uh, so we hey, he said pressure, that as soon as we walked
1: it, out of that movie.
0: We did, and I even reported it. I reported that the Academy is talking about Robert Downey Jr. basically written in stone that he is going to win that Oscar, and it does seem like he is a shoo-in right now to win that Oscar.
1: Actress in a leading role, we kind of talked about this. Annette Bening sneaking in there for Niaid, (laughs) Ridiculous. Oh, good God. Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Uller for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for my show, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. Emma Stone, still the favorite here. She's probably going to win the award. But Uh, Lily Gladstone? It does very strong like, number it two. It
0: actually does seem like Lily Gladstone's picking up a lot of steam, especially after the Leo snubs. It's the two of them. And by the way, I would like to say, Leo did do a very noble thing. He did not campaign for his lead actor role. He put it all for Lily Gladstone. I think Good. that actually might end up in her favor because it does seem to be Trending that way towards Oscar time, that Lily Gladstone actually might pull the upset here, but it does look like Emma Stone is the favorite to take this
1: one. You know what, Leo gets nominated every year. I'm happy that he could just he sit does this not. one out.
0: His whole thing was that he couldn't. He
1: got nominated for, for Don't Look Up. He can you can sit this one out. I, I, he can just sit around like it's fine. I like Leo a lot, but Lily Gladstone is the performance in this. We talked about this. I did. I just listen. It took him so long to get an Oscar, and he got an Oscar for the completely
0: wrong movie. But now. Again, I think the academy and especially Hollywood is moving in this direction that Leo is going to be Leo. He's going to be like uh, Tom Hanks or something, right? He's just, he's not really going to be nominated regardless of the performances he's putting in because everyone's, just, oh, it's Leo. He's great, yada, yada. And that's, I'm kind of scared that that might help him because Leo's still got a lot of great performances left in him, especially this one.
1: I mean, if he doesn't get in for a Martin Scorsese movie, I don't know what else he's going <laughs> to yeah. be getting in for.
0: It's ridiculous. I actually, like, I, I would have loved to see Leo in this. I'm, I'm super disappointed.
1: Yeah, like Coleman Domingo was the one that you could have taken out of there and put Leo yeah. in, but it's I, such a weird movie to get. Go watch it; it's on
0: Netflix. It's I probably won't. Super bizarre, won't. <laughs> super bizarre. I but mean, the, mo- the movie's fine. Also, it's just I'm not, very one-dimensional.
1: I'm not really surprised because that director got in a lot from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That was the Chadwick Boseman film, so like they probably wanted to give him something, some of the love there. It, it, it is definitely
0: a legacy push,
1: yeah, which is fine. Actually, in supporting role. Kind of touched upon this a little bit. Jodie Foster for Nyad, another surprise one that actually got in. She was getting awards everywhere. I yep. was like, ah, she's not going to actually get in. She did. America Ferreira for Barbie as well. Danielle Brooks, who is up there as a favorite. One of the favorites. Emily no, Blunt for no, Oppenheimer. And the overwhelming favorite, Divine okay. Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Yeah. It's by a
0: landslide she's the
1: favorite. Happy Danielle Brooks got in, though.
0: Very cool. Um, I haven't seen The Color Purple yet, actually. I'm very excited to watch that one, too. Because I almost rewatched the... 80s did they come out in the 80s the first one? 80s? I think
1: so. Anyway. Whenever Steven Spielberg Great did that.
0: Love that musical. Um, but yeah, Divine Drew Randolph is the overwhelming favorite. Her odds have been almost negative negative 1,000 for months at this point, and the fact that she swept all the awards, obviously it's going to her. A little rant I'd like to do about the actress in supporting role. The Oscars rewards movies that aren't necessarily going to win Best Picture through actress in supporting role, and I think that says far more about the industry that there aren't these roles for women still. You're a secretary. You're a nurse. You're a yada yada. Those are it. It's ridiculous. At this point, like, there needs to be roles for women. It's stupid. And this is this is like, they're like, oh, here, take this. This is your reward for doing something. It's just, I don't know. Just something like this just pisses me off a bit.
1: You didn't like Divide you know. Randolph? No, I
0: thought she was brilliant. <laughs> She's amazing. I'm not talking, I'm just saying about this. This whole category is just like, oh, here, take this. This is your little reward. It's stupid. Get, make more roles for women.
1: Anyway, go on. I was just because it's like four new people that got nominated. They're all first time cool. Oscars. Very cool. Okay.
0: Well, Jodie Foster, baby. Yeah, Oscar that's why I said winner. four.
1: Four out of five. Yeah,
0: Emily Blunt's first time. Then Din- Danielle Brooks, America, America Ferrera, Divine Joy Randolph. Very cool, everybody. Super excited. Also, all great performances. Uh, yeah, very excited. <laughs> very excited to see all these people come. It's, 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 it's gonna be a really good oscars i think
1: it is animated feature film boy in the hair elemental nimona robot dreams a surprise one there and spider-man across the spider-verse no chicken run yeah, and so, no turtles
0: I, listen i don't know how you're gonna feel about spider-man or whatever not being in the top 10
1: but this is such a
0: uh, when i saw that all of this stuff i was so disappointed and listen i'm disappointed at the oscars every year they always get it wrong but i i put so much stock into the Oscars. I am the main demographic for the Oscars. If somebody says, oh, Jamie Foxx, I say, no, Oscar winner Jamie Foxx. I correct people. I love the Oscars. The Oscars is my Oscars. (laughs) Okay. This is such a year that you just see the same crap again, man. They don't recognize animated movies. They don't recognize commercialized movies like Barbie. There's just things that piss the Academy off for some reason, it's so stupid. You have two, or you have one, Spider-Man. is your favorite movie of the year. This was in my top 10. This is in a lot of people's best movies ever made and it's still not recognized by the Academy. I think at this point it's just ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah, they're never going to give in. There's been three animated movies that's ever been in Best Picture. It's it, if Spider-Verse doesn't get it, like what else is going to get in there? If Soul and get in there for Covid, like that's just the it, way the Academy is. It's insane. It is insane. And I think that this is a literally just like a, oh here you go award and it has been the entire time because I think Spider-Verse should have been in Best Picture, but I've just come to accept this at this point that the Academy's never going to put animated films in Best Picture ever again. It's insane.
0: And it's, it's the same with Barbie. Like, the fact that you have a car commercial in the middle of the movie to summarize a point based on the movie, it's like, ah, can't have that. And that's why, like, it's stupid stuff like that. The, the Oscars are dumb. Uh, I do have bad news for you mm. The Boy in the Heron is, is uh, looking like it's going to win.
1: No, it's not. Yes. No, it's not. I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not winning. Uh, I will I, gladly take that bet up with you right now. Sure, sure. I know everyone wants just to award you, I a Miyazaki just film. You. That is
0: one of the reasons why. This I,
1: is not his last film. Do not do that. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. It's not I, his best when film. When I heard
0: that that was uh, probably the case of what's going to happen, I was like, oh, I'm, I hate to break the news to you. <laughs> no,
1: I'm holding hope on Spider-Verse. I'm not Me giving Me too. Up.
0: I, I haven't seen The Boy in the Heron yet, but uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was one of the best movies, probably one of the best super movies I've ever seen. No Maybe. Turtles for you? Uh, I mean, I love turtles, but I even when we broke down why I love turtles, it was not necessarily because the movie was very good. It was was a a snub,
1: though. It was favored to get in there. It was. Robot dreams. But you know
0: what? I do have to say, I was talking to my brother, a friend of the show, Jeff, who we've had on the show before in the animation industry. He's talked about it, and he said, um, you know, as much as it is a snub, which is what I said about the Oscars, um, he said that this is the best five, and he actually thinks for the f- one of the first years the Academy actually watched all the animated movies.
1: It's a good list. I haven't seen Robot list. Dreams, but I liked every other film on that list. So I, I want to go watch Robot Dreams. It's a neon film. I've heard good things about it. I just was like, whoa. yeah." <laughs> the Academy all went, yeah, we like this one as our top five. It, it's a really good list. I like that one. Like, I don't have much qualms with animated. I think it's just a very now, solid I'm list. Just, I'm just pissed off
0: that the, the Academy can't do stuff. There's more <laughs> movies than Oscar bait movies.
1: Apparently it's it's ridiculous. Speaking of Oscar it's bait. It's
0: legitimately ridiculous.
1: Cinematography, El Conde getting in for cinematography there. Killers of the Flower Moon as well. Maestro, no one's surprised there. Oppenheimer and Poor Things. This is the Oppenheimer versus Poor Things award. Most likely going to Oppenheimer.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Good list though. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I think it's strong. Uh, <laughs> Maestro is just randomly in all these things. And it's not oh, And Cinematography win one thing. deserved it, though. It's not going to win one thing, though.
1: Matthew Libatique is like a loved yeah, member yeah. of the Academy. It's, it's a,
0: it's a good-looking movie. And listen, I'm the biggest defender of Maestro, I have to say. But it's not going to win any Oscars. No, it's not.
1: Directing, kind of touched this, Justin Triet, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killer of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos, and Jonathan Glazer, Zone of Interest. Incredible. This is a stacked category, and you didn't even have Alexander Payne for The Holdovers, who was predicted to go in months ago with this award. Like, Are are we at the point that we should just be putting directors to more than five people?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think so, man.
1: I honestly think we're approaching that.
0: Especially after this year, after seeing this. Listen, I think Greta Gerwig should probably go in over a couple of these movies, but like, I'm not going to take away from the fact that these movies are freaking amazing. These are incredible movies. The direction is insane. It's awesome. Super stoked. I'm super excited for all of these directors. I think these movies are, are great. Yeah. Poor things.
1: <laughs> the One of the best-looking movies of the year. It did look great. Film editing, kind of a surprise one here. Holdover's getting in here. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall as well, Cos of the Fire Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things probably once again going into Oppenheimer, though I love the shout for Anatomy yeah. of a Fall and Holdover's. It, it
0: does seem like Oppenheimer will probably sweep the craft.
1: I think Oppenheimer's also going to take Best Picture, but-
0: Oh, yeah. It is. It's going to sweep just everything. the favorite. For, it's been the favorite for Best Picture for a very long time. And yeah. it, it definitely is going to take it.
1: Score? American fiction. A surprise one here. here here's this category. Yeah. This is the one that- Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's ridiculous. I love John Williams. He is- Wait, wait. You saw this movie. I have. Sing the score. So, here's my thing. <laughs> I, I love John Williams. He's one of the most iconic creators of scores out there. Star Wars, original Indiana Jones films, Jurassic Park. You name whatever it is, it's probably his name on it. This score is so unforgettable and so underwhelming. Forgettable. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you see it in the trailer, and you're like, oh, it's like a slower version of the – like, oh, it's going to – No, you don't remember a single thing from this movie, a single score, and that is depressing, and it got in over Spider-Man, over I, the I, zone I would, of interest.
0: Yeah, I would like to say Spider-Man – is like one of the best scores of all time.
1: Oh, you finally have uh, appreciated that take. Eh? I I appreciate
0: this take. I I saw this and was like, no, nah, like I swear, a Spider like across or uh, into the what's it? Which one's this? Multiverse.
1: Across Spider Verse. Across
0: Spider Verse. I swear, like that was like a really good score. We listened to it. Oh my God, man!
1: That last one when at the ends before Dude, the T V continued. Like oh my. God, it's just that is disgusting to me that that didn't get in there. And you can say it's my bias. No, it, no. it's legacy
0: nods are at this point it's a little ridiculous, guys.
1: Pimbleton's hated by the Academy for some reason. They're just like, nah, you're not getting in there. But again, an animated movie. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a, it's it's a terrible category. I, I didn't think the score in American Fiction was very good. I think that one easily could have been taken out for Zone of Interest, and even though Zone of Interest is like 20 minutes of score, it's really, 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 really good and very effective. And, yeah, Spider-Verse should be a favorite up there, yeah. but this is also just going to go straight to Oppenheimer as well. Yeah, probably. Music. Oh, my Lord. Diane Warren, can you please stop getting nominated? You got nominated for Flamin' Hot. Cheetos movie. There could have been three Barbies in here, yeah, so, and instead we get um, Flamin' Hot.
0: <laughs> this is my biggest snub. Dance the Night Away was one of the biggest songs of the year last year. It was incredible. It is used so often in that movie, and so appropriately, and it is an incredible incredible song and not only did you screw that up by adding "Flaming Hot from The Fire Inside.
1: It's about Cheetos though Or
0: The Fire Inside from Flaming Hot Don't act like you know it, you don't care, it doesn't matter The Cheetos movie (laughs) You missed the opportunity to bring Dua Lipa to the Oscars You freaking morons. I'll one up it Dance the night away is one of the best songs I've heard.
1: Okay, okay, <laughs> relax. It's not. It's good. It's
0: incredible, and it's used so well in that freaking movie. Oh my god! What a stupid! This is my biggest snub I've seen on the Oscars in a long time. You missed the opportunity to get Dua
1: Lipa to the Oscars. So I'll one up it. You already have Billie Eilish there. Yes. You bring Dua Lipa, and then you throw Olivia Rodrigo in there. For the How song did they on not do Games. Olivia Rodrigo? By Why the did way? that song just not take off? That song was great. It's a great song. Regardless of what you
0: think of the Hunger Games movie, you have Flaming Hot in here. <laughs> but they're it's not, a not gonna Chitos turn. Movie.
1: They gotta have Diane Warren sing, man.
0: Okay, I. No, I want. I'm just Ken to win. I, Billy Alex is gonna win because that song is beautiful. Yeah. It's a tearjerker, but it's gonna be such a boring performance at the Oscars. I'm so excited they added I'm just Ken, and I'm pretty sure it's they probably just wanted uh, Ryan Gosling at the Oscars, which is sick. Not at the theater, but like to to it. perform. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I'm super excited for that one. Billy Eilish definitely deserves it, though. That song's incredible. It's just going to be such a boring performance.
1: I, I'm excited that a song for my people got in there. I think oh, that yeah, one's going to be really stoked. good. That's the one that, that I was like awesome. happy about. And then Flaming Hot came up. And I'm like, <laughs> well, c- excuse me. Just can Diane Warren go away? Her and Annette Benning. Can like the two of them just like form an old people pack to just stop getting nominated for Oscars? Not
0: an Annette Bening fan.
1: It's NIAD. No one cares about Nyad.
0: But, hey, swimmers, you know, you get a little wet. It's tough in there. Great. Freaking Nyad.
1: Fantastic stuff. And best picture, American fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is stacked, guys. We've already done our award show, so if you're curious about how we felt about all these movies, feel free to go back and listen. Uh, This is awesome. Yeah. What an insane year. I love mostly all of these movies.
1: Yeah. I don't have anything else, much more to say about this. The Oscar laid out their website really weird. There's actually the screenwriters one. I was wondering where the screenplay ones went. I'll touch on those quickly too. Yeah, yeah. Adapted screenplay, American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. Yeah. like uh, okay. Zone of Interest gaining is very surprising because the screenplay felt like I'm kind of surprised that screenplay got nominated. Well, super interesting here. Barbie... Is just based on the toy, which I
0: think is as, as much as people are annoyed, and I think it should be an original screenplay because it's adapted from a toy. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that you got something based on a toy into adapted screenplay—that's pretty awesome. Like celebrate that, Barbie fans. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with. By the way, I'm a Barbie fan. I'm. I'm with all these Barbie fans here. Oppenheimer, very different from the book apparently. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. This is. It's a sick category.
1: Stoked. Yeah. I, I wish Zone of Interest wasn't there, though. I wanted Killers of Firemen in there. I think that's a little yeah. surprising that Killers got so, snubbed.
0: Again, apparently it's very different from the book. They I go a different
1: route. But cares? I also agree.
0: I, I'm 100% agree. I loved that screenplay.
1: The Zone of Interest is not going to be remembered for its screenplay. No. No. And then original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May December, and Past yeah. Lives.
0: You know... um, we both weren't big fans of May, December, but I've, I really appreciated what that movie was. I loved the performances in it. Just happy uh, it got somewhere. And I'm happy <laughs> it got somewhere. And I think, you know, the script actually was, was pretty good. So, big, big stoked. Big stoked for May, December. Uh, I think you did deserve a little more recognition, regardless of how I felt about that movie. Maybe take a couple spots away from poor things.
1: Stop hating on poor things. We're supposed to be positive, Mike. What is this? Celebrate the Oscars. Buddy, When when
0: poor things starts losing, and I'm going to be cheering. I'm gonna be cheering anytime Barbie wins. Cheer anytime poor things loses something. Cheering, I'm stoked.
1: And one last one here: visual effects. The creator, where's Oppenheimer? i L- love buddy? to see that. Yeah, could, we're not just getting this started again. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Napoleon, and Godzilla minus That's one. Gone.
0: See, there's great Oscar moments. Did you see Godzilla minus one crew reacting? I did. It was awesome. great. They had little confetti. I thought the Oscars are sick, man. You get you get such great recognition from these movies. Well Godzilla deserved. minus one was my third favorite movie of the year last year. Super excited it got in something.
1: Yeah. I want them to win.
0: I'm really rooting for Godzilla minus
1: one. I don't think they will win. I think they're going to give it to probably like Mission Impossible, but. Maybe. Napoleon was amazing. It is. a That is a toss-up category if I've ever seen one. Yeah. I would love Godzilla to win. Me too. I'm rooting for Godzilla, especially on the budget. I'm
0: rooting for Godzilla.
1: Yeah. So the Oscars is going to be March 10th. Stoked. I'm going to raise something for you, Mike. Let's go. Why don't we do a live reaction? A lot you want to watch the Oscars together? We watch the Oscars, and we do a stream. We we right. pull out our YouTube video, our YouTube channel. We activate that thing again. Someone commented on it. Or
0: TikTok, actually. You know, maybe if our TikTok, I think you need like a thousand followers to go. We live. do both,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we go live so everyone can watch us react to the Oscars. How's that sound?
0: That'd be cool. Right. I'll I'll pencil it in.
1: That'll get penciled in. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be March 10th in a couple weeks from now, so we got time to plan out our sets and everything like that. But I think that's a good idea. I think it'll be fun to do because if you're so adamant about booing poor things, I can make sure to shame you for Let's doing do it. it then. But yeah, that that wraps up the uh, nominations. Overall, they're they're good. Yeah,
0: pretty pretty excited. A couple um, things, but the know, out- be be mad by the way. Don't don't let these freaking pick me people on the internet say Barbies a movie about nothing. Be mad. Keep being mad. That's why these movies are made. Like that, that that's one of the biggest things you can take away from Barbie is that there are always going to be these people who are just going to keep putting women down especially projects like this but also recognize that people like Lily Gladstone um, are nominated for something it's great
1: yeah aside from a couple of bad nominations here and there
0: I think this is overall it's a very well good done. well done Oscars
1: very good best picture as well totally so go watch Before Things <laughs> go watch Past Lives you should watch poor things again just so you can uh...
0: I did on a cam No you didn't <laughs> No you didn't yeah. stop lying I did looks really bad on a cam I'm sure know, it cam. does uh, un unfinishable
1: How shaky honest. was it
0: Not not shaky it just looks
1: terrible okay. I'll send you the link No please don't <laughs> I don't want to see it You want to get to some cinema news? Yeah, let's cinema news it up this is cine news a lot of news that has happened within genuinely the last month or so since we've like recorded because it's been three weeks i cannot get to every single piece of news because january is a dead period like there's not really any movies coming out it's kind of a more quiet theatrical window so this is when all of the theaters go all of the markets go here here's what we're doing for the next year in a bit come and eat everything and i'm going to be telling you some of my favorite stuff from this past week alone mike you ready yeah Matthew Vaughn is in the news because of his new film coming out next month, Argyle, and he has been talking about what he's going to be doing as well past that film, including a couple of things. First off, the which to me is the craziest thing I've heard, he is set to direct a musical written by Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle of La La Snow- Land, Whiplash, Babylon fame. Babylon gained mixed reviews, so maybe he's taking a little bit of a step back, letting someone with insane...
0: Babylon got mixed reviews. More, it was marketed so terribly. Nobody saw it. I love
1: Babylon. I think yeah. it's a great film. And I think people that don't like it were, yeah, they probably went in expecting one thing. It was and
0: marketed. Te- that is probably the worst marketed movie I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It's, but I to gr- speak so much in hyperbole today. Speaking of scores like, that is. got
1: snubbed. It's ridiculous. That score got snubbed. That. Yeah, I, and cinematography also got snubbed. That was, oh my God. But so yeah, he's stepping away from the chair, letting Matthew Vaughn go in there and direct a musical, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And news that has been waiting for over a decade now. The rights to kick ass have reverted back to Matthew Vaughn. Vaughn, and he is doing not just one, not just two, but three movies set in the Kick-Ass universe, including the first one called School Fight, that is already in post-production, which is set to come out next year. Another one called Vram, which is a working title, possibly is going to get changed, and Vaughn himself said that he would like to direct that one before moving back to Kick-Ass 3, which will be the third film in that trilogy, the third film in the Kick-Ass trilogy. Oh my god. I'm so happy Kick-Ass is coming back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Kick-Ass was the
1: first originator of something fresh and new in the superhero genre, and I trust Matthew Vaughn after Kick-Ass 2 was kind of mid, and he didn't direct that one, so I don't put everything on him there. If he comes back to do Kick-Ass 3 with everything that's happened in the past 10 years, I expect him to deliver a very fresh look at it.
0: I don't know. Kick Ass, when it came out, was like, what, a 75, 80% movie? That's what I'd say it was. It was just violent and superheroes. It's fun. Uh, fun But there's such a superhero hangover now. We already have The Boys where it's just randomly violent. So I don't see how this could be anywhere inventive or or something new. So I'm not really excited. Probably not going to see it. It'll be
1: stylistic, though.
0: No, it's just going to be gory. Stylistic. Not not stoked. Don't really care.
1: Okay. Thank you for poo pooing on my kick ass (laughs) love. I really like the first one, so I'm excited yeah, to see. It.
0: I saw it in theaters, man. I was, this is cool.
1: I saw the second one in theaters. Oh. Was was not as excited watching that one coming out.
0: That was, about, that was Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he like or was it Nick Cage? No, Nick Cage Nick is in Cage, the first one. He's, he's both. He's the dad. right, but yes. uh, no, I think he dies in the first one. But Jim Carrey was the bad guy, and then yes, <laughs> then he stopped promoting it because he was like it's too violent. <laughs> Yeah. What the hell?
1: Yeah. 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 We don't need to. Re- we don't need to pull up. I like up the second one nah. We're both fine. It's fine. Speaking of second ones, The Last of Us Part Two, Season Two is ramping up on its production, and they have started casting everyone for their characters. They have casted Dina. They have casted other characters. They brought in directors. Mark Milot from Succession is coming in to direct a couple episodes this season. They're, like, literally pulling the Avengers of directors for this season. It is a stacked, stacked cast of brain. Craig Mazin. But the big one is Abby is officially casted as Caitlin Deaver, one of my favorite actresses, working up-and-coming actresses. And if you don't know, a little fun tidbit was that The Last of Us originally was announced to be a movie in 2014. After the year of it came out in video games, everyone was like, oh, we're going to put this into a movie, and Caitlyn Deaver was announced as Ellie. Yes. Obviously. That's what
0: people wanted, right? They wanted her to be Ellie?
1: Yes. Obviously, she outgrew that because it was in development hell for so long before it actually got picked up for a TV show by HBO, and now they have worked her way into being the main counter of season two. I don't want to say much more because – she will be a very very big presence and i just hope she has all of her comments turned off on all of her social medias. Yeah.
0: So, i wanted i saw you tweet about this and you called her up and coming. I'm very curious. What does that mean to you? Because she's 27 years old. She's been in a ton of things since she was a child. So, what is up and coming? Like what are you referring to? She's that she's finally as? getting big
1: projects. Big projects, okay.
0: That, well, so she's, she's done like Booksmart, which stuff. was not a
1: big project until people love it and it's more of a cult classic than anything. She was in Dope sick, which got nominated for Emmys. And since that time. since that, it's kind of been a little bit of like here and there, like Rosalind, And then she did, did Ticket to things. Paradise. And it's kind of like she's not getting the big, big roles. This is that role. This is that role that I think will you have think everyone's is eyes on, on her. her. She's gonna have to command the screen because it is a tough role for her to do. And I think she'll kill it. I think that it's going to be a really, really interesting dynamic between her and Ellie. Yeah, I don't know. I like the casting. I'm worried that she's going to have a bunch of these incels going at her head because of what happens in the second game, which we're not going to spoil on here because I know there's tons of people on there that don't know what happens in the second game, which is fine. She just is going to have her work out for her, and I think that hopefully she will prove everyone wrong.
0: I don't know what happens, so.
1: That's it's why I'm not going to spoil it. Um, yeah, I'm the, really the excited The first season, season
0: really burnt out for me. I, I got very bored and unmotivated to keep watching it. I did. I finished it. You know, it, was, it was fine, but was really not into it. So I don't know. Maybe if you're telling me there's something cool happens and you know, fresh new face, might be cool.
1: I personally like the second one better than the first. I know that's a hot take by a lot of people. Oh. I really like the second game. Okay. So I think it'll translate even better because a lot of my issues oh, with okay, the game okay. – our pacing, and I think they can fix that when it comes to a different medium. So I'm excited. Cool. I think it'll yeah. be good.
0: Okay. That, that struck my interest for season two, then.
1: That should I'm be hopefully coming out. I like Caitlin
0: Dever, too. I wasn't trying to say that you, like, I didn't understand your definition. No. I of was course. just genuinely curious uh, what you meant by she's up and coming.
1: If this plans like it should, she should be in a lot more things after this season. Cool.
0: Yeah. Because this has blown um, Pedro Pascal up even more. I know he was already getting, like, a ton of stuff, but, like, I mean, this is yeah, rock it has. Yeah, and that girl, what's her
1: name? I'm blanking on her name right now. <laughs> there you go. That's the why I called it her do Ellie. all the wonders. But she's great. She's great in that show, too. Yeah,
0: she's
1: good. Uh, WWE has struck a deal with Netflix starting in 2025. Raw will be available. I wonder how long
0: that's going to last.
1: Well, we'll get to that. Raw will be available in the U.S., and SmackDown on USA, and pay per views will be staying on Peacock, but Canada, U.K., all these other places will be getting. Every single WWE show, including pay-per-views, on Netflix. This is part of Netflix's plan to move into live streaming, which has been talked about for so long now. It is a $5 billion deal, which is lasting five years, can be extended to 10, also can be voided after five years. So this is a massive, massive move. Not only is this just voiding TV ratings completely, uh, it's getting the most eyes possible on wrestling, but also taking away some other stuff, because like, that's going to be kind of hard for a lot of people to market the show, for a lot of people to kind of make a career off of it. I'm talking about myself as someone who wants to be in the wrestling world and do journalism in Canada. That's already so tough with wrestling as it is. This made it even harder. So I'm a little mixed feelings about everything because I love how it's more accessible now, but I hate that there's going to be less Canadian media eyes on it because I just think that that's really bad for the sport in general. So I'm a little upset about that, but I think the deal is really good overall. I'm happy with it. What I'm not happy about is the alleged whatever the hell happened to Vince McMahon at the time of this recording today. Uh, This has been brewing for a long, long time now. There is reports in 2022 of him stepping down and retiring because of some hush money that he tried to hide with someone. With the scandal that was going on, the documents came out today, much, much worse than a scandal. He is a scum. We have known that Vince McMahon has been a terrible human being as long as everyone got the internet and figured out this guy sucks. He has been terrible for so long. TKO and Endeavor just need to kick him the hell out because he is ruining an industry that I love. And I don't want to say much more because it's all alleged But we know what it is. I just, I hate Vince McMahon. I've always hated Vince McMahon. I stopped watching WWE for the longest time because of Vince McMahon. And I hope that everyone involved in this circle is cleared out. TKO Endeavor just literally guts this whole thing because it feels like the whole core is just rotten. And the whole McMahon era is done. Like, bye-bye. Yeah. Everyone, including you, Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah, Christ. Jeez, Brock Lesnar.
1: Um, Yeah, I think this is really cool
0: for sports, too, especially, like, uh, going on streaming, I think you know you open up Netflix. Oh, WWE's on. Yeah, probably strike some deals with. I think it would be great for hockey to go to streaming. Wise, you get a lot it's more new eyes future, on man. It. I think it definitely is going to go that direction. So it's very interesting. But I think you're right. It cuts out a lot of like outside jobs, a little outside media. People can't really have all access to that anymore, especially. Uh, so a little disappointing in that aspect. But I think it's it's good for wrestling too. Really crappy uh, Vince McMahon. So <laughs> yeah, screw you, dude.
1: Yeah. Marvel is back in the news once again. We've talked at about the overhaul of Daredevil, Born Again that they've had. Echo has since released since that point, and Marvel has realized, oh, street-level stuff is kind of cool. And they, they have decided now to make this a new planning for their future shows on Disney. So they're going to be experimenting with more street-level superheroes, which is good to hear. Not only that, the Netflix shows are now canon. This has been a decision that they went back and realized we should probably do this because it's way too convoluted to do it other ways, and they took the smart way out, including bringing back Deborah Ann Wolf and Eldon Henson as Karen and Foggy. Yes.
0: Two things that uh, really made that show.
1: Yeah. So originally they were not supposed to return. <laughs> In this now scrap plans for the season, which filmed six episodes before completely overhauling Foggy and Karen were killed off screen in the first episode I'm sure that would have had a good reaction online when fans heard that so good job Kevin Feige for completely overhauling that and now Daredevil is seeming a lot more palatable especially with all the news Bullseye's coming back you got Frank Castle back in there I think it's gonna be a really fun season and the fact that the Netflix shows are canon is a good thing don't overcomplicate it just keep it going everyone has seen those original Daredevil shows because they're really really good so why completely just crap on it and go nah we're just gonna start over again it's a good decision superheroes suck I'm not gonna watch it I will watch it's it it's not gonna bring new people in
0: this is a really dumb idea I hate it
1: Daredevil will save the MCU
0: it's not gonna bring any new eyes people hate superheroes now I'm, I'm so people over do it. not I'm hate never gonna go back on Disney plus and be like oh i got to watch the new Daredevil show. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do it with Star Wars. I'm not going to do it with half of what Disney's doing. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Bring somebody in in a different way. I'm not going to go to your TV
1: shows. Those are all for the the nerds. You know what will get you in, though? A new Jurassic Park film. Let's go! After just two years after they no! were saying no! the franchise was extinct, <laughs> David Kopp apparently hey, is back to write a new set of films which will probably be a trilogy. He was the original writer of the 1993 film and the sequel, The Lost World. The the script apparently is almost done, and they are tapping a 2025 release date, which means we might be getting some dinos back on the screen very, very soon. Mike, what is Universal doing? Why can't they just get new ideas?
0: Uh but dude, you just you were just like I gotta watch the Daredevil <laughs> show. Come on. Uh geez, I don't know. I watched the last couple Jurassic Parks. They were so bad.
1: Jurassic World Dominion oh my God. somehow got over a billion dollars. It's and I think Universal so went, you know what, bad. we can keep just stretching just, every just little stop.
0: Just please. God stop. Dinosaurs <sighs> are cool, man. Jurassic Worlds? The worst Not part is, cool.
1: there's one good movie in this franchise, and that's the first one. And it's a literal classic, and then the rest are kind of just like, eh. I actually
0: liked the first Jurassic World. I thought that was a good movie. That's okay. Yeah, that that I the one it. is
1: okay, and then it kept going. Jurassic
0: and Park 2 fun. They
1: brought in robots fun. in the second Jurassic yeah. World fun. film. Yeah, the and Jurassic then World the locusts. Was, like, just went insane. And then, and then for it was some like, reason, the original cast was there.
0: Yeah, it. it yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So 2025. Apparently, I I am very skeptical that this is actually going to come out in 2025. I think it'll probably be 2026, but yeah. who knows? They could crunch in some animators. Not, ex- not excited. I no, not at all. I am excited for this though. Jesse Eisenberg and Riley Keough yes, for their new film spent two hours that. transforming into Sasquatches and several days at Sasquatch School on the side of their next film, Sasquatch Sunset. The film contains no dialogue and promises to capture a true depiction of a Sasquatch. Daily Life This debuted at Sundance This past week Which I'm gonna be on, Like There's a lot of films That debuted at Sundance That everyone are raving about Which means we might be in line For another really good year Which On paper It seems like A kind of like a Year I, I don't know This one get, got Really good reviews Coming out of Sundance People think it's a really fun Absurdist comedy Yeah No dialogue especially Like It cool. sounds fun Sign me up will be interesting If it's more than 90 minutes though I I, I think it is know. 90 Okay good I don't know how you could push that to two hours.
0: Uh, a Sasquatch movie where they don't talk—it's—it's it's an interesting it's, concept. I'm—I'm I'm curious. We I'll, say we I'll want originality in Hollywood. Yeah. This is yeah. peak originality. I don't know if I want this. <laughs> is it? It's a movie about Sasquatch. <laughs> I feel like this is a tale as old as seventeen. Yeah, but they're not talking
1: Sasquatches. And it's Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Wait, what? They're not so.
1: There's no dialogue.
0: Yeah, but. That's your idea of original. Yes, if they don't think, talk, oh, because Sasquatches is usually talk. They do. Yes. Uh, okay. Is that just my dreams? I think so. Oh. Or, okay. You ever seen that movie with uh, John Lithgow, and he hits the Sasquatch and he takes him home? No.
1: <laughs> are you talking about Planet of the Apes? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a trailer. It's it's, it's interesting. Okay.
1: Uh, Talking about originality that might be too far gone, Aggro Drift, Harmony Corrine and Travis Scott's, whatever the hell that was that came out last year at TIFF and film festivals that everyone hated and then some people pretended to like, is apparently releasing at an LA strip club called Crazy Girls. That is the debut of the film. (laughs) And it will be shown at unconventional venues to allow audiences to immerse themselves in it. The film was completely shot in infrared.
0: Yeah. The trailer looks... (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it does.
0: Uh, I like Harmony Corrine. I've I did a project on him in a film class one time. Uh, I like Kids, Gummo's an interesting movie. Uh, I don't think any of his movies are great, uh, but he's an interesting director. He's very weird, very odd. Beach Bum, pretty, pretty big miss for like a big, uh, sort of like mainstream movie. Spring Breakers was interesting, not a very good movie, but interesting. He's an odd director. So an infrared movie with Travis Scott. Uh, trailer looked really painful to watch. So I'm I'm probably going to watch it, but be very disappointed. And I'm already pretty disappointed.
1: Damn, that was fast, eh? Yeah. <sighs> I will not be watching this. And one last one here. Mattel has been, last year, put out a massive list of films that were in pre-development. And now on that list, you're kind of like, none of these films are coming out. Well, there's one that's getting a main, (laughs) big screen debut. That's Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder will be getting a animated live stream debut from Jennifer Lopez, who's producing it, with Anthony Ramos, who will be voicing the titular character. It's animated. A twist on the long-running children's series, Bob the Builder follows Roberto, who travels to Puerto Rico for a major construction job, according to his office. Official log line, audiences will see Bob as he takes on the affecting issues of the island and digs deeper into what it means to build. Bob's journey will celebrate the vibrant and colorful textures of the Caribbean Latin nations and their people.
0: Oh, that's actually cool. Like Barbie. It, it is kind of cool. I, I really like that.
1: That's awesome. But it's Bob the Builder.
0: <laughs> Say the same about Barbie.
1: That's fair. I, if Mattel keeps doing this and like putting interesting spins- If they make spins, it like really interesting,
0: like what they did with- like. That sounds actually like a pretty cool movie. It could be. I I'm very intrigued after that description. That sounds awesome. It could be either be great,
1: or it could be just like stop giving Hollywood. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna give it a chance. Man. I will too because they I drop, think Mattel they earned literally it. one of the best movies ever made. I think Mattel has earned it after 100. percent
0: And they're gonna keep trying to capitalize on that man. It's, all, it's like a billions of dollars they made on a, a doll. That's
1: awesome. Hell yeah. I, that that's really intriguing. That wraps that's up awesome. Cine news. Hell yeah. We were going to do what we watched, but I think we should wrap this up because yeah, yeah. it's midnight, officially midnight. Also, Celebrate. it's been
0: three weeks. We've watched a lot of movies, guys. <laughs> you have. I have not. <laughs> yes.
1: um, I watched The Book of Clarence, but we'll, we'll
0: get something. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get a movie review in next week, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah because there's no movies really coming out. That, thanks for the transition there, Mike. As for what's coming out this week, Wiley <laughs> really one movie in theaters, that's Miller's Girl. This is that really weird Jenna Ortega yes. film that came out that- did not get good Martin, reviews. Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. It looks like a really weird. Yeah, it looks gross. Yeah. Like the, it
0: looks like The Graduate, and it, it's coming out with like, like 30% or something right now. It, it, brutal.
1: Brutal. Uh, not really interested. No, but for TV shows, there's a couple, two good things here for you guys Queer Eye Season 8 on Netflix. Super excited to see this after all the Queer Eye drama.
0: Very intrigued.
1: So that is coming out for you guys there. And Masters of the Air. Apple TV continues yes. just to be dropping prestige television. Band of Brothers this is the same people that made Band of Brothers saving Private Ryan this is like the one of the
0: best shows ever made
1: so this is out there now Barry Keoghan be
0: great man I'm stoked it's Austin
1: Butler right? Austin Butler who continues to keep talking about his Elvis voice like we get he got, it Austin he, Hey
0: you got someone to change it
1: Yeah like we get it thank you you played Elvis thank you
0: What dude Austin Butler's awesome He is I like him a lot but I'm he just Super excited i talking about be his voice a big movie star Hopefully. Big time movie star. I'm super excited for his career. I think he's going to be awesome.
1: So, those are the two things that are coming out this week on TV. I'd say they're going to be a patch- daddy. <sighs> That's the wrong Elvis. All right. Uh,
0: I, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you my uh, latest SNL debrief, by the way. Renee Rapp and um, what's his name? Jacob Alordi. That's why I was saying about that. You can start the music, by the way. I'm going to be a daddy. <laughs> I'm going to be a daddy. Uh Jacob Elordi, really not funny. <laughs> Quite painful, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Saltburn gained shutout at the Oscars oh, as shocker. well. shocker.
0: Jeez. I can't believe there were actually, like, Saltburn stands campaigning for that movie. Uh, Jacob Elordi really, really bombed a lot of his SNL bits. But Renee Rapp, incredible voice. I, I was not, like, a big Renee Rapp person. We, we haven't, haven't seen Mean really Girls yet. We haven't seen Mean Girls yet. Super stoked to see it now. Super excited for that girl's career because she killed SNL. It was awesome. Her voice is incredible. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for following the TikTok, sending us messages, liking Keep all of doing our it. stuff. Please follow everything the Cinemates on X, Mike Jose Collins, Jake, under, Jake sh- underscore Schultz. <laughs> Come
1: on, on man. X. It's been seven months of uh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And please follow, like, share this pod with all your friends. And uh, if you guys got any suggestions, feel free to send them our way. We'll yeah. definitely get to them. We'll be, be back you next so week.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye. BAM <laughs>